Yeah, we back with a new episode. Was the Broad Street? You know that we best to show. Sammy Conway every single week. Blowing up the net, it's a goddamn treat. Hey, Philly Sports Talk by the fans, for the fans. Our producer, Shane G, is the GOAT, man. Talking everything that go on here in Philly. Got the intro from my homie, Meek Millay. Burning up the mic, yeah, we don't cap. Now hear the wolves, listen up, it's a wrap. Hello, everybody. Hello, Philadelphia. Welcome back once again to yet another edition of the Wolves of Broad Street podcast. As always, my name is Ryan Conway, and joining me here is my illustrious co-host and all-century team simp lord, Sam Glavin. And we have some very special guests here on the Liberty Line podcast network. We've got Danny Deemer and Chris Stumpo of the Liberty Yell, the premier Flyers hockey podcast here in the Philadelphia area. Um, we've got people in the chat already. Yeah. Sam, the gang, Luke, 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 what's up, buddy? We've got everybody what's here. Up, Danny Stumps, it is great to have you. We've Sam and I have wanted this for quite some time, and we finally worked up the balls to ask you guys to come on the show and and chop it up with us. So, how the hell are you guys, dude? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm sure I'm speaking for Stumpo as well because the Flyers, dude. They part of my French off off the start, but the Flyers are fucking buzzing right now, man. The Liberty L is buzzing. The Liberty Line is buzzing. And uh yeah, shout out Liberty Line. But um, <laughs> yeah, dude, Ryan Ellis, Vortex gone. Uh Flyers land, everything's good. We're doing great. How about you guys? Damn right. Oh man, I'm doing great. I'm so excited to actually learn something today because I'm I am the equivalent of hockey like i ride the short bus to go to hockey school basically because what um yeah this is what i'm doing right now so i'm very excited to learn some new things i'm excited to learn about the rules of hockey and what's actually <laughs> going on with the philadelphia flyers so i'm excited for sure yeah. you let's just get right into an icing i mean let's yeah let's get right 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 all right yeah this, this is what this is exactly what needs to happen to start off the episode yeah, I luke, need, luke, 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 luke knew he knew come on yeah all right danny go ahead bro you want to take that one no you got the whiteboard bro Something nah, nah, the whiteboard pull. the whiteboard has has content on it i can't i can't erase the whiteboard but. yeah it's too important so icing icing in layman's terms is just basically to prevent cherry picking <laughs> it's uh so you can't just pass from like behind your own net some guy can't just sit all the way down the other ice in front of the other goalie waiting for the puck to just be heaved down to him he's got to wait to get the puck to enter the zone himself kind of like with soccer with how um the offsides works with soccer Okay, and, uh, so in offsides, yeah. like in soccer, like you have to be behind like the last defender or behind the ball or whatever it is. If the last oh, defender I just is like, behind the ball, offsides. So yeah, uh, yeah. Oh my god, I am sorry about that one. I just explained the offsides to you when referencing icing. Oh my god! You, yeah, you, now you're, you're confusing me even more. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. Damn, it's it's that's the vape. That's the vape. <laughs> that's the THC. That's the vape. Uh, for okay. sure. Yeah, that was a. Well, Offsides, the honestly, the, the kind of the same thing as soccer. It's just with the with the line, and and the NHL just changed the, the offsides rule. What last last year with the with, with the foot doesn't have to be on the line. I think it can be above the line now. It just has to yeah. be behind. It's kind of like football where you just got to like break the plane. But uh, yeah. icing, uh, yeah. icing is you know the, the blue line that's in the middle of the the ice. You have to cross that. I mean, the red line the red is in the line. middle of the ice, not oh, the blue God. line. The blue line's the offside. I'm sorry. The red line down the middle of the ice. You got to cross that before you dump the puck in because if you didn't, like Danny said, you'd have you'd have dudes like Nikolai Gerda that used to be on the Philadelphia Flyers. He would just sit in the offensive zone and wait for the play to come to him. Then he would start playing. 
That's why and, I got confused because the objective of the two rules is the same. It's honestly just to prevent cherry picking. Yeah, it's to prevent like, dudes oh, yeah. to just sit down there and just wait for the play and like don't they don't want to come play come back and play defense. That's what's yeah. So it's like you have to get past the center line to be able to dump the puck into the zone. If you're behind it and you heave it all the way down, it's it's a delay of game. It's an icing. Oh, okay. Very there cool. you go. And then I'll I'll go to open hockey right, and we'll be playing on ice. And obviously, there's no offsides, there's no icing because there's no refs. And so I'll have, you'll have dudes who will just sit down, and you can't say anything unless you want to get into a fight. But like you have dudes that will sit down on the other side of the rink and just sit there and wait for the puck to be flung down, and then they'll stop playing. That's why icing and offsides is a thing. And we have a special term, Ryan. They have a very special term for people like that, and we call them palms up pussies. <laughs> can't stand if they're those gonna kind take of people, bro. They're yeah, like, that's what cool. did I, I didn't know you were oh, still. Yeah, I didn't know you were like still that. playing stuff. So that's pretty cool. What do you, what position do you play? I like to play defense, but my back skating is not as good as it used to be. So I try to just play forward and up. But I try to that's get out bait. as much as I can. It's it, it's big, it's my workout, man. Like after you go out and play a two hour game, you are drenched and you just got a crazy oh, yeah. good workout. So I try to get down there as much as I can. Look at you. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. For sure. Bro. Well, that I just love, cleared yeah, a lot of things up right there. Yeah. I, we we do appreciate that. I always. I always wonder what the threshold was for icing because I knew it was when they would dump it, but I never knew what the actual line yeah, was. That, that red you line in the middle of the ice, you got to cross that Perfect. before you dump it. So that's why you'll see guys come, like you'll see a defenseman come up real quick, make a nice little move, and as soon as they cross that red line, and it, sometimes it looks like it's even before because of the camera angle, they'll dump it right in and they'll get a line change. That's why you see that. They, gotcha. they got to gotcha. up. And it's like a definitive thing with the line, right? It's not like a judgment call from the ref or anything it's like that. It's a judgment call from like the, the, the ref could be like, you didn't do it. And he'd be like, yes, I did. And it, it can be like a back end. Like it's all the refs. The ref has yeah. his saying yeah. that, but offsides, there's now like a, a, a coach can, I'm challenging that in hockey. If a coach challenges an offside or any kind of penalty, or, can they challenge penalties, Danny? They can't really no. challenge penalties. They, so they can challenge a goal or they can challenge an offsides call. And but if they're wrong, it's pretty definitive. Like it really is. Like it, yeah. it's a judgment call, but you really can see it because a lot of times when it is a judgment call, it's because dudes are like are visibly racing to the red line to get the red line to dump it in. The defender is trying to edge them out from the outside, and um, usually it's the follow through that gets the stick through. Like so, guys will get it like right before, and then they'll just whip it in and have the follow through past the red line. So it's yeah. it's usually pretty definitive. Like you usually okay. can just tell. In all-time hockey, not all-time, but they kind of just changed the, the rule. When, like, a player would – if a player and another player were, like, skating to, to try to cancel out on offsides, it would get, like, really close. And it's caused some serious injuries in the corner, like, because both guys are going hard as, hard as hell for the puck. And some yeah. dude I, – I don't know his name. I wish I did. Um, Some defenseman, like, snapped his, snapped his ankle, and, like, they changed the rule the year after that. So, like, in today's NHL, you'll see that call get called, like, three – two three seconds before they like get there you know what i mean they call it way before now so wow well that i am just i'm enlightened i feel like i, I, I feel still like want the old back because the... oh no oh, we lost them down oh, that's okay <laughs> that's all right we I, think our... he, I think he was going to say i that i wish the he likes the new offside rule with the with the uh the skate not having to be like on the ice and above because he, he's bitched about that multiple times he hates that oh, that's great that's so funny uh we have our producer uh we have our producer seamus g in the chat and he's a big fan of your uh of your pod uh apparently oh you know I mean? awesome. so, yeah seamus is my is my cousin and he uh does the uh, highlights that you see on instagram or on uh, awesome. twitter stuff from, on thank the you seamus what's yeah, his name 
Seamus Glavin. Seamus, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, he was yeah. he's our hockey guy in the in the friend group. He always lets us know. But What's here's the, he's gotten snailed a couple times by because now we are in a chat with you guys and you guys are he like, has gotten snailed a few on times. the minute. It's uh, there's been the occasional snail emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you go, bro? Phone just died, bro. <laughs> no, 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 I, no! I mean, like, it's just like where were you going? Streamyard just crashed. Like, my app just crashed. Oh. Like, it just disconnected well, me. Where were you going with that? You were talking about the offsides. Were you saying that you like the new rule? Is that where you were going? No, I said offsides. Like, it always really pisses me off because, like, they have a ticky tack <laughs> review for it now, where some they can review a zone entry from like two minutes prior, and oh, it could be like yeah. just, just a centimeter offside, but the whole goal gets called off because two minutes ago a ref couldn't pick up a fucking millimeter offsides call so it, it gets ridiculous that needs to be changed i think you should just take out video review for offsides i really i do. think it should be if you're in if the it's zone that close of a call it's fine if you're in the zone for a certain amount of time you can't go back and challenge if you're in the if, if a team's cycling in the zone for 30 to 40 seconds maybe that's a left long time 30 man 30 40 seconds then they, they can't go back if they're in that zone and they're handling the puck for that long nah especially no. if you have uh, multiple failed um clears yeah. mm -hmm. and you're, you're struggling to get the puck out and you're like heaving it along the glass throwing grenades yeah. if it's, a, if it's a quick turnover in the neutral zone and then like they they enter the zone and they let out like a, a quick shot and then goes in then, then yeah, you can go challenge it but if they're in that zone and they're outworking you then no wow yeah. that's yes, unreal there he goes there he goes again, goes again. <laughs> oh no oh, <laughs> marred by technical difficulties he's only he, he is on his phone yeah, that's that. That'll. I've never tried the Streamyard out on the phone, but I can imagine it's. I not. wouldn't dare. I don't know, he's a brave <laughs> man. He <laughs> is. Honestly, it's. He, I mean, he keeps coming back too, so he is a brave man. I give him props. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, while, I've got. While he's gone, we should talk Phillies. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Let's do that. So I know you got the game on right now, Stumps, and it's not looking so hot. But I let's let's start off on a little bit of a positive note. Let's talk about the game yesterday, which I mean, not much positives other than the three run dinger by Reese Hoskins and then the three run walk off home run by Andrew McCutcheon. Um, I would love to get your thoughts on that game or just like on the season that you what you've got so far, Stumps, because I know you're a baseball fan as well as hockey. For sure, for sure. I mean, I'm not as I'm not as big as I am with the with the Flyers, obviously, yeah. but. I mean, I think they got a really solid team, and they can bat. I, th I think they need one more arm on the, the, the starting, maybe two, and it's the bullpen because I really do feel like this team, if they had good pitching, they they would have. I mean, they would be in a playoff spot right now for sure. Yeah. I think everybody, like the whole city of Philadelphia, is pretty much in unison with that. It's just pitching that kills us. Yeah, I agree. I think pitching is the one thing. Like the bullpen has blown a lot of. City. They've actually been okay as of late. But in that June and like May area, they were horrendous and it was unbearable to watch because you knew as soon as they get any kind of lead, it didn't even matter if it was like a six run lead or anything like that, okay. they would they would they would lose it. But now for me, I think the biggest problem right now is the consistency of the offense. The we have the we have the guys like on paper, you know, out of Bryce Harper, JT Ramuto, who's having a down year offensively and nobody's really talking about it. Um and you got like Segura. If he didn't get hurt, he'd be an all-star. You know, like yeah, he's it was, been awesome. You got all these things. Like he's a hitting machine. He's on a nine-game hitting streak right now. And I just need some more consistency out of the lineup. Like you need more consistency out of Reese Hoskins, who's been good as of late. He'd be hitting like two seventy something if he didn't have that zero for thirty-three streak um, in or in uh, like June or May or something like that. Um, but 
yeah, they just need to be more consistent. And I think adding another bat in there like Chris Bryant or like, I don't know, like a Starling Marte, that would be fantastic. So that's where I'm at. Ryan, I don't know where you are. No, yeah. Here's the thing with with the Phillies right now is that they're not very good. And when they are good, it's for like two days in a row. And everyone's like, don't let the Phillies get hot. I see, you know, I see Jack Fritz going crazy on the timeline with all caps tweets. And then a few days later, it's just like it's back to where we were. And it feels like we're just kind of trapped in a never ending cycle to the point where I've I've just kind of becoming numb to it. And people are like, oh, don't worry about it. It's only May. It's only June. It's only July. And then now we're almost at the end of July and it's the same issues. And we're. We're trying to get pitching. We're trying to get more pitching. We can't even <laughs> right. get a trade to go through. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the other just, thing is that trade with um with Tyler Anderson from the Pirates. You know, we were excited to get that another another like mediocre, anybody. I guess. Like better. He's bad. Like he's better than Matt Moore. I mean, you, you can't get much worse than Matt Moore. But I think it's like I don't know. We he's he's good, I guess. He's got like a four point two ERA or something like that. So he's like there with Nola, I guess, which is not great. But he's definitely a better lefty. But we, yeah, we can't even get the trade to go through because one of our minor leaguers that was included in the deal didn't pass the physical or whatever it was. I don't know the details on it. But frustrating stuff. And that cannot be the only move that they make. They need to make they need to make several more moves to be to be able to compete for those uh three and a half games that they have to win. The biggest thing about the Phillies, honestly, in my opinion, is it's the inconsistency with the batting, like like you said. It's the inconsistency in the bullpen since forever ago. And then it's you have Zach Wheeler, who has been solid all year. You have that one guy you can look at and be like, okay, you're going to get a good start from him. And then you have nothing after that. You have Noel, who's been inconsistent all year. And then you have Eflin, who's been hurt. And then you have dudes who should be pitching in beer leagues after that. Like, seriously, like I'm not trying to be an ass, but like, Velasquez should not be on this team anymore. How many times are we going to give this guy a shot? Seriously, you're telling dude. me, man. I am the like, biggest I'm, Vince Velasquez hater in the world, sure, and it's okay. You can be an ass on this podcast. We're both assholes, so it's. I'm fine. sure he's a great guy. Like, I, I'm sure he's a great dude. But like, how many times are we going to try the same thing? Chuck Fletcher said it. How, I'm not going to do the same thing every year and expect the same uh, different results. It's it's not going to happen. They Move call on. that insanity. That's Move what the definition of insanity. Yeah. And then I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna blame the player. I'm gonna blame the organization. You're the one that keeps bringing them back. Mm-hmm. You're the one offering the contract. He's not he's not randomly signing. He's not sneaking his signature in there. You're offering him that fucking contract. Stop. Yeah. Let him go. <laughs> yeah. What are we talking about? It's it's brutal, man. It's inconsistency throughout the entire organization. Yeah. Front bottom 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 the top yeah when it does though when it does come to vince velasquez that he's been a little bit of a bitch in the last two or three years from being so like last year i remember there were like rumors that he was going to go into the bullpen and he was asked about it like during a press conference and then he got all he got all sad and like upset and i'm like dude shut up just go do your job and get in the bullpen this like i honestly think he belongs in the bullpen i really do like you can only get you can only get three or four three four max innings out of him and that's the definition of a middle reliever. Like you, you need him to go in for like three innings until you get to your closer, get some runs, and then go to your closer after that. So I don't know what his whole deal is with that, but he's pissing me off. And another guy that's been pissing me off recently is Spencer Howard. I'm yeah. just gonna say it. Yeah, yeah all Spencer Howard. Night. And you were in the chat yesterday, all right? Like he night, had yep. three solid innings, and then he ran all. He had the base hit or whatever. Great, he got a base hit. Awesome. And I was like, well, that sucks because now he's not going to be able to pitch the fourth inning because he just ran all the way to third base. And what happened? 
to the T. That was to the T. It's, was it it's his legs? Shit, over and over again. Was it his legs? Is that why you said that? Because you knew he was gonna be a little, his legs were gonna be a little bit tired from running the bases. Yeah, he's out of shape. Little... He's fat and out of shape. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, he he was the whole reason we had an episode of uh, maybe like a month and a half ago now, but it was entitled "Pitchers Aren't Athletes" because yeah. of Spencer Howard. And like you know, whether or not I fully agree with that statement, I would definitely not call Spencer Howard an athlete if you can't run a little bit and then just kind of chill and then throw a baseball when you're supposed to. Uh, it's, I mean, that's a, again, another guy that we have probably should just be a middle reliever. I mean, he's filthy. He should when be it's like the nasty. first and second inning, but yeah. <laughs> he should be nasty. You, you see that 12, six curveball, and you see how heavy that fastball is. Like he's up 95, 96 in the exactly. first three innings. And then he drops off drastically to, and then you see it. So like yesterday I was watching and I'm watching his, he's, he's been developing a slider and it used to be like 82, 83. He's throwing that slider, 88, 89 miles an hour. It's like, holy shit. Like where did that come from? So like, he's an athlete, but he's not an athlete. Like he's, he's so <laughs> mind blowing to me. Like it just makes zero sense. I can't stand it. He needs to go to the bullpen. His arm's an athlete, huh? Yeah. Apparently his arm is just like the only thing of use for, for him, but I'm going to open this beer because I'm getting pissed off again. Nice. Is but he more than reasonable? Now he was like one of the top prospects coming coming out, right? Oh like yeah, he was like years. a top ten pitching like prospect big. in the MLB pipeline, like the whole way. Oh, every prospect just doesn't ever turn out, especially with the Phillies. We could talk Flyers, but like Nolan Patrick. Yeah, Nolan Patrick. Rough was, one, eh? Nobody's talking about how we like the second round pick in twenty seventeen. I mean, second overall pick is gone. Like he's gone, Dan. It's crazy. Twenty seventeen. I know, but like it's crazy to think about like that second overall pick that how valuable that pick is, and we just traded him for like what we had back. It's crazy that it got to that point. That's what I'm saying. It's nuts. Yeah. All right. Well, then let's use this opportunity to shift over into what's going on with the Flyers. I know we had a little bit of banter going on in the first part of the episode, and you're explaining icing to me, and that was all very good. And I still don't totally know what it is. God damn it, Sam! You. We have have to sit down while we're watching a game. Yeah. And watch a game together. So I, on a scale, you brought up Nolan Patrick, right? So on a scale of one to Markel Fultz, what is Nolan Patrick? Oh, it's Markel Fultz. Oh, it's Markel Fultz. It's on that. It might just be a tad bit less just because the, the hype of uh, Markel Foles was insane, like feds and all that. Remember the acronym they the made? Feds. Yeah, <laughs> everyone, we were all so pumped for Markel Foles, and we were pumped for Patrick, don't get me wrong, but – but, um, I went to bat for Patrick. On the Fultz timeline. just like for like Patrick like made occasional good plays, showed flashes of of being a good player. Like Fultz just forgot how to shoot. I like, he just forgot how to shoot. Yeah, I don't know what it is with our number one overall picks and they can't fucking shoot a basketball. So See, it's like a think, tad below. Yeah, I don't think it's a Marco Fultz situation, but it's definitely like he said, it's definitely not very far from it for sure. And how much of it had to do with injury than it did with like, his skill set? Yeah, I mean, it can, you can compare question. it on. You can compare it on that side too, because I mean, he dealt with injuries in junior a ton, his concussions. We had he had a couple here, and then obviously with the the migraine issue that kept him out for an entire year, and then we just, I mean, getting him back on the ice was one thing. It was really nice seeing him be able to get back doing what he likes. But nine points, bro. What well, like minus thirty? Like. Like, I, I can't defend that in any way possible. So, I, I said on the pod months for months, whatever happens with him, we can bring him back on another qualifying offer. Hey, it was really like that last year was a COVID kind of year coming back from a migraine issue, run it back one more time. And then if you have nine points in 50 something games again, then you're gone. But 
And then they did what I thought they were actually going to do, and that's what straight them. But like, I was cool with either way with him because you can't defend mm. that kind of season. Man. That's mm. And that deal, that uh, Phil Myers, Nolan Patrick for Ryan Ellis deal is a banger. Yep. It's, it's a home run. It really was. It was perfect. You, you're getting, you're, Phil Myers was undrafted. You know what I mean? So anything you get out of him was, was house money, essentially. And Nolan Patrick, widely now considered a bust, and we just got a top-pairing defenseman, right-handed defenseman. In, in the NHL, right-handed defensemen are like the most valuable asset in the league. Who honestly. isn't hurt? People thought he was hurt for some reason. He's completely healthy. Uh, like anytime you can trade Nolan Patrick and Phil Myers, two guys who blatantly just did not have a good season last year for one of the best right-handed defensemen in the league, like you do it every single time. You do it ten out of ten. Prov Robin Ellis is going to be ridiculous to watch this year. I can't wait. Wow. Yeah, Ellis absolutely. I mean. In terms of the, I mean, the Flyers obviously Chuck's been making a lot of moves, and I heard it on a on a not this past one, but two episodes ago, the TLY was a hashtag Chuck fucks, and I definitely would agree that Chuck does fuck just because he's had a flurry of moves and flurry. pretty much nice. Have all nice. Been- <laughs> I got, I, I picked up on that. I got it. I got it. That was but, good. But he, uh, but he's really just addressed the needs on the defensive you know, side of the ice, which I think is excellent. I don't know if that's a phrase you guys use, but what? having de- a defensive side of the ice, as soon as yeah, I said that, I was like, yeah. doesn't make it. <laughs> no, no, that's, I was like, yeah, that's perfect. I was like, it could work. <laughs> but the, uh, yeah, so outside, of, obviously Ryan Ellis is like the number one, like that was a hell of a move. But number one, if you could kind of rank those other moves that he's made so far to acquire D-men, like what do you think? That People- kind of, how, how would you rank those? People are going to complain about giving up that second round pick to get rid of Ghost, but I really don't care about picks anymore at this point. Like we're trying to make this team better now. I could care less about picks. We've seen how picks have worked out for us in the end. I don't care. You can get a player in any kind of in any kind of pick. So especially getting, this year, yeah, getting him off the books, giving me a four point five. Hopefully, he goes and has a, a resurgence with Arizona. But you have Cam York on an ELC deal, and then you have now you have uh, Yandel, Keith Yandel, on that nine hundred thousand dollar contract who can play next to Braun if he's not if York's not ready. So, I mean, Provorov, Ellis, Sandheim, Ristolainen, and then Yandel Braun is a complete flip from last year. So he's completely changed the mentality, the the core, and the just everything about this team is going to be different next year, guys. It's going to be awesome. really fun. That's cool. Talk to me about this Ristolainen guy. I don't know much about him. Danny, go ahead. Okay, he, he's controversial because many points. He, he's statistically, like the analytics people, he is in advanced analytics and by some tiers the worst defenseman and 5-on-5 play sometimes. But he plays in an organization where people who go there lose their love of hockey. Ryan O'Reilly, for, uh, former center for the Sabres, went there, had an interview in, at an exit interview at the end of uh, one of his years with, with the Sabres, and he was saying, I just don't love it anymore. I don't, love it. I don't like going to work anymore and playing. He leaves there, goes to St. Louis, wins a cup, and is the MVP of the finals. Loves the game again, and he's not the only example of this. Like People leave Buffalo and they get better. That's a tire fire of Taylor an organization. Hall. Taylor Hall, that's another one. Soon to be Jack Eichel as well. I mean, he's already a beast as it is, but he's going to have playoff success finally. And um, so it's a, it's a gamble move. And a lot of people were upset about giving up a first round pick for a gamble. But one of our biggest complaints of the Flyers last year was that they just weren't physical enough, especially on the back end. They were letting guys get to the front of the net way too easy. And 
this is a guy that if you if he has an opportunity to throw a hit, he, he's going to fucking flag you. And that's why I'm excited about Ristolainen. And he also brings uh, – he's, like, silky offensively. He's no slouch yeah. offensively. Like, it, it's – it's four point occasional 40. bonehead plays, apparently. He makes, yeah. like – he throw grenades. Like, a, when he's getting the puck out, he'll panic and make a turnover. But um, Chuck Fletcher was banking on the fact that a good coaching staff – uh, maybe in a better role. You have to think also he was drafted eighth overall in 2014 for Buffalo. So the expectation was so high. It won't be that here in Philadelphia. He'll be on the, a second pair and he'll be, he'll be in a role where he should succeed. I think he will. He was thrown into a top role when he was drafted at 18 years old. I mean, he's a kid gets thrown in with Buffalo told to be the guy on a top pairing role, told to be like, go run a top pairing role as an 18 year old. He has four four forty point seasons with Buffalo since being a Buffalo Saber on that trash team. So he has the offensive ability. Like Danny said, the second pair. I mean, he's going to let Sandheim. I mean, we, you guys have lost the Flyers. You can see how well Sandheim can skate when he gets when he gets going in the offensive zone. He needs that defensive defenseman that he has behind him, knowing that hey, Rasmus is going to be protecting Hart, protecting the defensive zone. Maybe I can jump up a little bit more because we saw when Matt Niskin was traded here. Provorov jumped up on the play a lot more, and he had almost. He, I think he had a career year that year. That dirty move against Montreal, the overtime goal, was just. You, you see, not only is it going to help Rasmus, but it's going to help Sanheim in a way where it's going to let him be a lot more aggressive on the off, offensive side of the game. That's great. Yeah, I, I do love like what I've been seeing both from you guys and just on Twitter about Rasmus. Just the physicality. Just the he'll put you on your ass if he does nothing else while he's out there for shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm That's- a fan of that kind of mentality. That's actually one of the knocks on him too, though, because he sometimes he goes out of his way to deliver that hit, and then it completely takes him out of the play. So that's don't one care. of the knocks on him. I don't care either, dude. <laughs> don't don't care. If he sends Borha, uh, Bo Horvat into the stands October 15th, I don't care about a first-round pick. I don't wow. care. I don't yeah. care. If he if he lets Sandheim develop more into the kind of game that I really think Sandheim can turn into, the kind of player that I think he can turn into, then I don't care about a first-round pick. That was the one draft in a weird COVID year where some junior leagues didn't even play where you could sit back in the second round and let some elite talent that would have went in the first round fall to you, and that's exactly what they did. They got an elite sniper, one of the best shots in the class fin- uh, from Finland. Um, Danny, what's his name? I don't want to butcher it. I don't want to butcher it. Samu. I might be butchering it as well. Samu Teomala. Yeah, we'll just go with that one. We'll just go with that one. Wicked shot. That's all I got to say. Wicked. Wicked. I I have, I mean, this is, you know, from my just kind of, you know, less initiated perspective, but I definitely see that sometimes just like, you know, they can pass the puck. They can move the puck great, but that finishing touch is something I feel like they've lacked the last couple of years, especially on the power play. They couldn't even pass the puck last year, man. No. (laughs) They couldn't even break out of their zone last year, dude. Honestly, (laughs) like they were so, damn, man. There were so many games last year we where we just got hemmed in. Like Danny said, how many failed clears that we had last year just trying to break out. That's one of the it's one of the vocal points that Chuck has made this year. You got Cam Yorgis Pogman play a lot of games. Keith Yandel is one of the best puck movers in the league. Ryan Ellis is the best puck mover in the league, I think, top five. So that he really addressed that because they could not break a puck out last year. That's one of the main things that they could not do. So I agree with you in a way for sure. Mm-hmm. That's Trash. awesome. Oh, yeah. and there he is again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I think this is a a good time, right? Right. Damn, he ain't paid the electric bill either from Vic's the one and only the Philly Pod, dude. 
yeah. dude just the that whole one line is one liners dude it's good hold on i want to bring so something good. up real quick it's not flyers related the the eagles posted a picture on on twitter of Devonte in an eagles uniform and beautiful I, I completely forgot that we had on talking to danny <laughs> said it today we were like i kind of just like remember that we have this kid i'm, I'm really excited for the season to get going yeah practice oh, tomorrow yeah. I know. There's, there's uh, wait, did you say you're going to the training camp tomorrow? Oh, no. I said practice oh. tomorrow, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Training camp, I think, started today. Um, but, or they like reported for training camp today and they have like practice tomorrow and stuff. But before yeah. we get into, before we get into the Phillies, I should have prepped you guys, or before we get into the Eagles, but I should have prepped you guys for this. But we do this segment called the Doghouse. Um, and Ryan, I, you, you do your, do your regular intro okay. here because I want to get this going. Yeah, sure. So we're going to segue right into the doghouse brought to you by Wide Plank Floor Supply. Visit their website at www.wideplankfloorsupply.com. Get a recommendation for a contractor. Get a quote. Wide Plank Floor Supply. If it's wide, they've got it. Sam, of course, a lot of candidates for the doghouse. A lot of people to be mad at in the city of Philadelphia right now and beyond. Uh, who, who have you got in the doghouse right now? Well, uh, this is a somewhat boring one, but it's just it's just it has to be done. Um, I am putting Matt Moore in the doghouse <laughs> just solely because so like that he was the pitcher at the game last like on Saturday or something last week when I went, and he was terrible. Oh my god, he was terrible. And then when he got up to the plate and we had like runners on first and second, he couldn't even drop the bunt down, and everybody started booing him, and then he immediately got taken out. I was like, thank God, you fucking bum, and then. <laughs> I was already pissed off because I had a, a row, literally an entire row, the whole row behind me, Brace fans. So that was I, I didn't Yeah, it was it was really annoying. And this one guy, oh my god, I, I don't even want to get into it because I'll say something and it's not it's just <laughs> so <Say> one thing. <laughs> but Ryan, who do you who do you have in the doghouse? Yeah, I mean, well, we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but I was gonna throw Spencer Howard in the doghouse just oh, for his complete lack of just conditioning and I, I don't know what it is. And 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 also the not so much recently, but I, I still I can't get out of my head. He did use that as an excuse that I had mm-hmm. to go run over and throw the ball to for, or tag first base to get somebody out. And that was like a, to him a legitimate reason. And I just can't help but think that that is just still in his head. And it's still in my head. And it, it pisses me off to watch him because it's like I see you have all this great stuff. And I just want that's that could be an over the hump right there for you, Sam. Could be, it could, could be. be. Yeah, could I, haven't be one, I haven't done one of those in a while, but yeah, we we could rap, do that. You're rap I know fucker. I'm a bum. I'm just <laughs> I'm not as big. A, I'm not as big a bum as as those two pitchers though. Do any of you guys, Chris? Do you have a uh, stumps? Do you have a guy that you want to put in the doghouse? Uh, yeah, I'll put Hector Naris in the doghouse. There you go. Let's <laughs> just make it. The yeah, team? all pitchers. Let's just do that. That's great. <laughs> Is he on the team still? Yes, he is. Unfortunately, he's the worst, dude. Yeah, he's in my doghouse until they get rid of him. I was going to put Ben Simmons in the doghouse, but oh, that's that's beating a dead a dead horse. Eh. You're yeah. a man after my own heart. You know that you're a man after my own heart. You know? Like that was bad. <laughs> I like we we've been in the group chat before and we've defended him against. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know his name. What's his name? Who have we defend defended? Who have I defended him against? In our group chat, Steven, uh, Steven? me Steve, and Steven, Steve, Steve. Yeah. yeah, like, oh, yeah, I, I can't defend yeah. that after that. So, no. he's no, in my doghouse until further notice. There you go, old. Danny. What about you, buddy? Jake Voracek. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Voracek. oh, no, why? Yeah, why? Yeah, I'm putting, I gotta give us something. No, because his whole time here, he has half of us blocked, 
He's had me blocked for years, personally. Stumpo blocked him on the Liberty yo, before he could get to us. I had to, bro. Uh, like, if, if you're gonna block me, I'm I'm jumping out. I'm getting ahead in the game. I'm gonna block you before you can block me. <laughs> That's exactly. hilarious. I had no idea that you you guys blocked him or that he but, blocked you. That's so funny. Yeah. It was bound to happen. I mean, like, I'm gonna do it before you do it to me. Whatever. Like, he's a Columbus Blue Jacket now, so it's whatever. Oh wow. Do the Flyers play them ever, or is that like a not? Oh a, yeah, we'll play them this year. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to playing them this year. Yeah, for sure. Atkinson go, going back against uh, Columbus, and then him coming back here. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. For I'm, sure. I'm looking forward. He's not in my doghouse like Danny, but yeah. Wow. I'm did looking, he? I call, like that. Did, did he call Mike Sealski a weasel? Did he call him? Was, <laughs> was, <laughs> that he was did. so funny. <laughs> he did. That doesn't yeah. doesn't matter what I say, Mike. You're just gonna write fucking shit anyways. I, I'll yeah. Never that. <laughs> that was that was exact. That was. Yeah. Word for word, what he said. I'll yep. never forget it. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> it's so funny. Yes, Victor, I have never defended Ben Simmons once in my life. That's very true. Never, not once, and I never will ever again and because he sucks and I want him off my statement. team. Wait, wait, you still want Ben off now? Oh, I want him gone. I want him gone ben? so badly. Yeah. He's, I, I just don't think we can, I don't think we can win with him. He's just not, he's just not what we need. I don't know. Ryan, well, Ryan thinks otherwise, but yeah. It's, no, it's, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't think anything positive about Ben Simmons right now. I don't oh, think there you go. anything. You I like, I, you just can't. I mean, and obviously is he like 24, 25? Is there still a lot of time left for him to figure it out? Yeah. But not as much as there was three years ago when we told him to start figuring it out, and he made no effort. But it, and and Vic is saying it in the chat right now. If it ain't Dame I, or Beal, he's coming back. I was back. just gonna but, say that. But that's 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 what well, I mean. He's an All Star caliber player. I mean, he's been an All Star, and we should get an All Star in return. And if we don't, then as unhappy as I am with Ben Simmons, I will so I will support him as cautiously as I can. Wow, <laughs> but I will you're not. Walk, be, you're walking thin ice, is what you're doing. I will I'm not be losing ice. my head at Sam on a weekly basis like I did for, <laughs> t- for the first year and a half of this podcast, where I thought Brett Brown could actually coach and Ben Simmons is like a, you know the championship caliber player. Now, I mean, now I just kind of feel like a jackass. But, yeah, because you yell at me for no reason. I, yeah. No, I yeah, yelled at you for good reason. I know. Here's the thing. All of your takes were just out of out of malcontent. You know, you 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 just wanted to hurt me. You didn't actually want to be right. It just turned out that way, and it all That's, worked. It all worked. It all worked. Yeah, it all worked. It's, uh, Sometimes I'm just sitting there to myself, and I just go, "Fuck." Sam was right about Ben Simmons. Yeah, and I'm like, no, he wasn't. As you should. As, As you should. I just get upset, bro. Because oh, I was, man. I was upset. You know, Ryan, I never asked you how's um how's South Carolina. You're on vacation right now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. It's nice. I got um really sunburned yesterday. Nice. That's the worst. Yeah, <laughs> got toasted pretty bad. Totally my fault. I put no sunscreen on for a four hour round of golf. So that. Oh Damn. yeah, you're just an idiot. Yeah, that was so, no, yeah, yeah, it was stupid. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm not complaining. Like I mean, it's just <laughs> that's just oh, the way man. it goes. Like, we really. The- I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead. No, you go. I was gonna totally take it another way. Keep going. I was gonna say what Ryan just said. That is the honest, the the cold hard truth with Ben Simmons. If you don't get a a Beal or a, a Damian Lillard bag, you don't trade him. You don't. Yeah. Well, I take pretty much any, that deal that was ever whatever was in the chat yesterday with like Kyle Lowry and like those six picks or whatever it was, and those three other players from the Raptors. Um, who was it? Van Fleet and um. 
was it Siakam? No, it wasn't Siakam. I wanted it to be Siakam, but who was the other guy? I can't remember. Ryan. Do you remember? Uh, I didn't shit. see it. It's, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Maybe like an OG and OG. An that's exactly who it was. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's guy, exactly yeah. who it was. One so of those guys, uh, on their I, I would have done that. I would in a heartbeat, and we would have gotten like the fourth overall pick or something like that too. I would have done that in a I'll, heartbeat. I'll, I'll, oh, I gotta say, I'm glad you're not the the Gail Mori. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> so I just want him gone. I just I, get out of here. Get. I, I understand that. I understand that. But like value, man. Like they're not going to trade him for anything less than what they think mm-hmm. he's worth. It's just That's the bottom true. line with it. And it's obviously, I would love to have like a Damian. I mean, Damian oh Lillard is God, number one yeah. priority. He's definitely my number one yeah. priority. Like, but it's like Dame or Beal or a guy like that. Definitely go if you can go get him. Go get him. But like if you can't, then I'm still going to be like, get out of here. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, that's your opinion. Of course, you're going to be like, okay, yeah, whatever mm-hmm. it takes to get rid of him. That's how people felt about Nolan Patrick this year. But in the in the in the sense of thing, the Flyers weren't going to like not protect him to the Seattle because they knew they he still had some value left, even though he had a shitty year. Right. They got who they get for him, Ryan Ellis. With I don't remember. With, <laughs> I mean, they get Ryan Ellis, one of the best right hand defensemen in the league, for him with in a package with Phil Meyer. So like they got value mm-hmm. for him and back. It's just, it's all about asset. I feel like especially yeah. the cat world. Yeah, you know, you know, Vic. I wouldn't hate Gary Trent in being included in a trade like that. I'm a big Just, Duke guy. I'm a big Duke oh guy, and he absolutely well, he absolutely cooked the Sixers in one of those games that they played against him too. I remember. Heard a lot of people cooked the Sixers. I hate yeah. that man. Herder. I hate. Oh, Kevin. I hate. Oh man, dude. I, I don't even watch basketball, but that that series that I watched, because of course I'm going to watch that series. I hate that kid. How old is he? Dude. He's young too, right? Great uh, shot, like 21. Yeah, he's 22. Older than 22, it's, yeah. How old are you guys? I'm 22. What are you, Ryan? 23? 23. Yeah, so we're all the same age. Yeah. So that's crazy how 21-year-olds doing that. Yeah, like, we're getting here. to the point where there are pro athletes that are, like, as as old as us or, like, younger than us. You know, I, I noticed mm. that like oh, yeah, just within the past year. It's, like, kind of crazy. So if you think about it, like, a, a kid like Juan Soto, like, for the Nationals, came up when he was 19. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he couldn't crazy. even – he, he couldn't awesome. drink. He couldn't drink for the World Series championship. I remember that being a story, dude. I remember seeing all over Twitter being like, "It's crazy how he." I mean, you know, you know, he did, but yeah, yeah. but yeah. even so, it's just nuts. It, it is crazy. It, now I'm getting to the point where I can like be like, "Oh, this kid can ball," and like, I, it's like, it's actually natural for me to call him a kid. Like, it's <laughs> it's, yeah, it's no longer like just using that as a phrase because that's what I hear on the radio. Yeah, it's like exactly. no, like this this child can ball <laughs> what are your guys' thoughts on maxi like do you see him staying with the team because i loved watching him last year i love tyrese maxi but the only like obviously if ben stays then maxi's gonna stay but if we're gonna get a beal uh well i don't know about beal because he wasn't an all-star but you know he may have to be included in that deal to get a Damian Lillard or a Bradley Beal or someone of that caliber yeah, just because of that sure. upside that he yeah, has exactly. just to kind of offset that Ben Simmons uncertainty. Yeah, for sure. We've all, we've talked about a few times on previous episodes. Would we rather give up Matisse Thibel or would we rather give up Tyrese Maxey? And I think we both agreed that we'd rather give up Tyrese Maxey as much as we mm. loved watching, you know, number zero go out there and absolutely drop some, some jelly on some guys up on the on a layup, which is awesome. I love I love a nice jelly just right off the backboard. Soft little, touch. Oof, soft touch. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely rather give up uh, give up Maxi. Like Ryan, can we just pause this for a sec? Put put this dumb question up on the uh, up on the thing from Luke here. 
So I'm going to read it for the people that are listening at, at home right now after it's been recorded. Sam, would you rather keep Ben for his career or give up beer for three months? Luke, if you think I'm giving up beer for three months for anything in the entire world, you are mistaken. <laughs> so <laughs> That's Luke. I, as much as I hate Ben Simmons, I love beer more. <laughs> Get that out of the way. What are you sipping on right now? I got a nice Yingling, you know, yingling nice. and it's a, uh, it's, nice. it's one of those cans. It's a, uh, like, uh, a veterans, um, awareness, something, uh, it's this oh. enriching veterans lives program. Yes. So, so my case of beer that I bought went, the money just went some of it to, to vets. So here's to the, cheers. Oh, yeah, yeah, here's to that. I don't yeah. have a beer, but cheers. Yeah. Wish I did. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. You know, we'll talk a little bit of, uh, birds talk some birds yeah come on we're one day away from practice oh my god i'm so excited so i want to be i don't know if you guys have been looking in the chat at all but xavian howard the cornerback from the miami dolphins just requested a trade from miami dolphins he wrote like this whole thing and put it on twitter what do we think too much I have no idea off the top of my head. Pretty I'm sure he just had like an, a crazy amount. Of, hold on, let me check real quick. He was a top. I know he was like a top five corner this year. He was or this incredible. Past year. He was unbelievable. He was unbelievable. We can while you guys look that up. I'm I, I'm not trying to sell the farm uh, right after we got uh, Stephen Nelson. I don't think it's necessary. I mean, would it be great to have him if we could give up, you know, like a bag of peanuts or something and a pat on the ass? You know, um, but that's uh, that's that's my opinion, and I'm no how I'm no I'm no Howie Roseman. So yeah, he had ten last thing. year. He had ten picks. Well, that's fucking unbelievable. So <laughs> that's it would be we Did would I be giving up right? a lot. We would be giving up a lot for a guy like uh, Howie, and the, the Dolphins aren't going to let him go. They're not going to let him go lightly. You know. So I don't, I don't know. It, it it shakes things up, especially since we got Steven Nelson. You know, if, if we didn't already have Steven Nelson, I'd be like, yeah, I definitely go for it, like trade for him. But I don't know. Where 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 are you at, Ryan? Whew, that's a lot. You know, I am I am super interested, obviously, in, in Xavier Howard, but at the same time, I mean we have Steven Nelson. I don't know what our I mean, we have those picks next year. We have those three first round picks. I mean, we could leverage one of those. And really put together a Legion of Boom style. Yeah, a Legion of Boom style secondary. And we have young corners. And your Vic said to send him the StreamYard link. So I'm going to copy that and send it to him. Oh, so well, there you go. Yeah, I didn't well. even see that. But yeah, we can get him. But in here. just, yeah, my take is, you know, if it's something that's feasible, that isn't going to, you know, hamstring this team because we still really are rebuilding. Like as much as I love Jalen Hurts. Just he's not a known quantity to me yet. I saw him play four games and he was not good in three of them. Like, so that's where I am on that. It's like if we're gonna go and get this guy, we gotta be sure in what we have and know that if this is the piece on defense that we have a an offense that can back that up. What's the farm? The uh, farm, the, I mean the, the first round picks. Um, it would be, you know, somebody like I don't know somebody from the defense, you know, um, we probably have to give up I don't know, maybe, maybe an offensive lineman, you know, because they have, um, they have some issues there trying to protect Tua. Uh, so we probably give up, you know, like a Mylata maybe, or I don't know. We can ask Victor. He's probably, he probably know better than me, but I would probably be giving up. Like if I, if I were the dolphins, I'd be asking for 
um, you know, like a Mylotta or a Dillard or um, one of those young offensive linemen that show promise. Uh, maybe somebody on the defense, defensive side of the ball. I'm, I'm not sure. And then all the, like a bunch of those first round picks or second round picks and stuff like that. So but that's definitely a question for Vic once he gets in here. Hopefully he does mm-hmm. get in here. We'll, we'll see I have fired that bad. over. Like like <laughs> Ryan said, if that's the finishing touch, pull the trigger. But it's it's probably not the finishing touch. Like, this this yeah. team doesn't really remind me of a oh they're like a finishing a touch cornerback away from really competing. I know like like you said, we don't even know what hurts is yet. I'm 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 excited to watch him, but he's not I am too. Him. He's and while we're him. on that, let's talk, let's talk a little bit about Deshaun Watson. You know, like I don't, I'm, I'm one of those guys where like everybody, I know everybody on, or there's like a bunch of guys like on WIP or like go, go get him, like go get Deshaun Watson, whatever it takes. And I'm like, dude, that's gonna be like four or five first round picks. You know, it's gonna be like Fuck a the stud. picks, dude. I don't want the headache. Like, no, I want nothing to True. do. True, and there, yeah, well, there's, there's that too. And look who it is. It's Victor Williams, the one and only at the Philly Pod. What's going on, dude? What's going on, y'all? I figured everybody else was coming in here to give their thoughts. So, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, didn't know if Eagles was 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 on par today, but here we are. Yeah, so we were just talking about it, right? We were just talking about uh, Xavion Howard, and um, we wanted to uh, ask you what it would take to to get a guy like him. So, Xavion Howard, even salary wise, so right now he's the sixth highest paid corner in the league, and he wants to be paid like the top corner. Like he's not even the highest paid corner in Miami right now. That's Byron Jones, and that's what he's upset about. Um, so, so he wants, he wants top tier money that the Eagles don't have period. Obviously we just got Steven Nelson. So even if you're going to facilitate a trade for Xavier and Howard, you probably have to start, well, you have to start with Zach Ertz, obviously, and move that eight and a half million dollar salary. And then you have to start looking at your other pieces like Fletcher Cox. You will probably have to think about, uh, Derek Barnett. He's making 10 million this year. Um, and it's, it's going to take a lot of pieces plus first round picks, which we all know the Eagles could have three if, if Wentz checks out in, in Indianapolis. Um, but you're going to, it probably has to start with Ertz and, and Derek Barnett and go from there. Um, but I don't see the Eagles doing it. Obviously, like, like you mentioned, they just signed Steven Nelson. So it's mm-hmm. not like they have a pressing need for cornerback at the moment. Um, so, so, but if, if they were to, to kick the tires on there, you have to probably start with Ertz and then Derek Barnett and then throw in one of those three first round picks and, and see if they bite on it. Jeez, that sounds like too much for me. Yeah, that sounds like a little much. I'd I'd think about it, but we have him now. And even though they're all one year deals, um, Anthony Mm -hmm. Harris, Steven Nelson, Eric Wilson, Flacco, all these guys are on one year deals. Um, So so this time next year, we could be have a lot of even more holes than we had this year, but we'll have more money. 70 plus million in cap space, you know. So, well, let's <laughs> let's, let's get through. Let's get through this year. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I can't be thinking about next year, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, I you've been awfully quiet, Ryan. What what what's going on? Well, what do you think? Just just the deal with with this year, and I was just kind of curious. And Vic, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Just this team, it's almost like it's because it's the NFL. Every year, you really try to compete, or at least most teams try to compete. There's not like this horrible blow it up tanking so aggressively like in the NBA. Because uh, jobs are on the line week week to week, but I I get mixed messages from this team, and obviously you want to you know have a winning attitude in the locker room and try to actually compete. But I don't know like what what kind of direction do you think the organization is heading? Do you think they're really trying to and willing to make the moves to compete right now, or do you think it's still kind of a waiting game to see what they have? I think I think with the addition of Steven Nelson, they more than they they're trying to let people know that we are going to contend for at the very least the division. Uh, Steve, again, it's a one-year deal, so it's not like they're looking into the long view. They want to compete next year, so they signed a, a 28-year-old veteran in Steven Nelson. They brought in Anthony Harris. They brought in Eric Wilson. Flacco's here. They should have probably signed McMullins before Flacco, 
uh, but that's another conversation. <laughs> um, so, um, but all these guys are on one year deals to, to, to compete for the division next year. And uh, the, the word on the street is, is that they're not fully sold on Jalen Hurts. So they're trying to put all these pieces into place so that they can assess Jalen Hurts fairly next season. They don't want to have, they don't want to have Jalen Hurts to underperform. And then like, well, we didn't have the receivers or well, the defense didn't help them and this, this and that. They want to have all the pieces solidified so that they can fairly assess Jalen Hurts next season. So that if he does underperform next season, they know exactly what they have to do next offseason, whether it be Deshaun Watson, if this stuff clears up or Aaron Rodgers, since this is a one year deal of his last hurrah with Green Bay or mm-hmm. one of the other QBs in the draft. They want to be able to sit down and look at Jalen Hurts, not worry about the other positions and say, we we gave Jalen Hurts a complete team and he didn't do well. So now we know the position we have to focus on moving forward. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. That's yeah. dropping some knowledge on, on these fools here. So the real let deal. me, my my biggest thing right now with the Eagles, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Victor Williams. Bryce, Bryce Harper, it, Bryce Harper, inside the park uh, home run. That was cool as shit. Well, there you go. That was cool. I'm I didn't sorry. Him. Look at that. No, more than reasonable. Awesome. They're losing 6-3, but that was cool. That's awesome. I love plus 700, though. Live bet plus 700. They better make it close. <laughs> Stumps, I, I was tracking the live reaction. I was yeah. tracking your face, Stumps. You're like, kind of like, every time really like, you was like, it was like a trade or something. Chris Bryant went. I, re- I really <laughs> hope that makes the highlights. That's that's awesome. Um, but what I'm I was gonna what I was up. gonna say was uh, the Philly or the Eagles going into the season. You know. I always feel like they play way better when they don't have any expectations on them whatsoever. You know, so I am going into the season with zero expectations. But now with this whole Steven Nelson signing, (laughs) I know exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying right now. Like I'm even starting to get there now with the signing of Steven Nelson. I'm like, Oh shit. Like, can they actually like, can they compete? So what, what, what do you think about that? Do you think they can, do you actually think that they can compete? Uh, I think they can compete within the division. Uh, Steven Nelson's a big deal because if you look at the plethora of receivers that they added throughout the NFC East alone, obviously you know Dallas has CeeDee Lamb and Gallup and Amari Cooper. Uh, Washington added Curtis Samuel to Terry McLaurin that they already did have. Um, the Giants give us fits with Darius Slayton, and now they added Kenny Galladay to that mix. So there, there's a lot of receivers uh, that you have to keep an eye on. And Darius Slay and the rest of the crowd, whether it was Avante Maddox or Craig James or Josiah Scott or Zach McPherson, whoever was going to be in SCB2 slot, didn't inspire a ton of confidence. So now you have a guy like Steven Nelson. You can kind of keep the receivers at bay now, and you can kind of compete with the rest of this division. So like I mentioned, it's all kind of a Jalen Hurts basket. If if we're going to compare this to the 2017 season, it's a second-year quarterback with underrated free agency moves. It's the same story this year. So, uh, you know, we all were mad at Howie. Well, I was. I don't. I can't speak for y'all, but we all. I, I wasn't thrilled with Howie with with the way the Carson thing went down and all know. that. But he he had a he had a fairly decent draft, and he brought in very valuable pieces um, through free agency on cheap deals. Um, that's kind of similar to what he did. Alshon was a one year deal at the time in twenty and twenty seventeen and things like that. So if all the pieces go right and, and Jalen Hurts is ahead of schedule, uh, the, at, at bare minimum they'll win the division this year. Yeah, but I, you see, I, I don't mind the sound of that. And and the thing is, if, you know, as you said, they've trying to put the most complete team around Jalen Hurts to most fairly assess him. I'm just so confident that he's going to do well solely because of 
just I, I don't know. There's something about Jalen Hurts that is so confidence inspiring. It's the intangibles, just, is what it is. Yeah, it's, he's it's got the it. leadership. It's the it's, it's the it's the the winning mentality. It's that he's the, he even last year when you watched him in New Orleans and in Arizona, he never looked like the the moment was too big for him. Even when he was in that shootout with Kyler Murray, like they had no business being in that game. But Jalen Hurts was was he didn't he didn't shy away from the moment. And that's when I started to to put the pieces together that Jalen Hurts is wired differently than another quarterback here. So, so uh, <laughs> if if anything, you know, with a complete offseason and he gets a chance to to work with these receivers more, he's already close with Quez and he already knows Devontae Smith pretty well. Zach Ertz is sticking around for however longer we're going to hold on to him. Um, there's the, the there's pieces in place for Jalen Hurts to succeed. We'll just have to see if he's going to. We'll have to see the offense because Sirianni. Um, is 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 a is a factor in all of this too. What kind of offense is he going to run? Is he going to let Hertz try and run? Is he going to force him to be a pocket passer? Is he going to do less two tight end sets and kind of let Dallas Goddard do his thing? We we don't know the kind of offense he's going to run either. Um, but for Arthago Whiteside, he better hope that he can transform him into Michael Pittman or something. So. Yeah, right. I cut him <laughs> tomorrow if I could. Maybe he shouldn't um, still be on the team. Yeah. No, Second my god, that. he's terrible. You know, it's uh, it's. It's the weirdest thing. I don't know why I haven't heard, you know, like I haven't heard a peep about Nick Sirianni and what he's going to be doing for this for this season. Or mm-hmm. I, all I've been hearing is about, oh, we gotta, we need, we need more players. There's so many holes in this team, but I haven't heard anything about the coaching staff, like yeah. absolutely nothing. So can you, like, is there any kind of rumor or anything that you can that you've heard about what the coaching staff is looking to do? Like what? What are they going to be? I have no idea. The only the only inkling we have is that he is confident in using his skill players in places that they're going to succeed. And we got that when he mentioned Jalen Rager. He's not going to limit him to the outside. Now he's going to be in the slot. He's going to use him in jet sweeps and use him more as a gadget player, which he was in TCU. And even Jonathan Gannon as a defensive coordinator, uh, he has a very, very good track record with the cornerbacks over in Indianapolis with Kenny Moore and Rocky Sin and those guys he kind of developed over there. He turned those guys into a bona fide secondary. And which is why I wasn't going to be that upset if we didn't sign Steven Nelson, because I was going to hope that he could develop the corners that we do have. And now we have him and now Jonathan Gannon won't be as pressured to turn Devontae Maddox into like a champ Bailey or or something. But now and now Maddox, he's the biggest winner out of this Steven Nelson signing, because now Maddox can go into his rightful position as a nickelback. And he's only five nine. He shouldn't be playing outside anyway. But the options were limited last year. Yeah. <laughs> so he can play in the slot now. He can do what he needs to do. You have Craig James. You have Josiah Scott. McPherson can develop at his own pace instead of throwing him into the fire. Um, but Sirianni, everything's encouraging. He's real hands on. He has eighty nine running backs to use at his disposal between Kenneth Gainwell and Curryon, and if Jordan Howard's still going to be here and Miles Sanders, and you have all those guys that you can still use. So I'm encouraged with how Nick Sirianni is going to use this offense. I've been watching a lot of Colts tape to see what kind of things they're going to do with him. And if, if there's any inclination to how he's going to use Jalen Rager, I will go watch a lot of Zach Pascal tape from last year. Cause that guy was all over the place. So that, that would be my recommendation. Good to know. Wow. That's fantastic. Vic, I have a question now. We're, yes, are, are we not one injury away from from being right back to where we've been for the last two three years with mm. with this this, this yeah, cornerback? The O line, then yeah, we are. <laughs> no, cor- I'm talking about cornerback. Aren't we like one slay, God forbid, one Nelson injury away from this cycle happening again? If if, if slay goes down, see before the Stephen Nelson signing, if slay goes down, I'm you're really in wood. trouble. You're really in trouble saying. if slay goes down. But he looked good last year. He fought through a lot of injuries. Um, he played through a concussion, which he probably shouldn't have done, but he played through a concussion last year. So mm-hmm. um, he's getting older too. You know, he turned 30 in January. So he's he's getting up there. Steven Nelson is 28. Um, so you hope that he can hang on. But um 
you you uh, you're you're one injury away at any position. So, <laughs> um, so, so I mean, if it, the O line, you know, if, if Lane Johnson goes down, we're in shambles. Um, but um, I I think that I think Slay can hold up well. He played in 15 games last year, so he didn't give me any reason to believe that he 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 doesn't have the endurance to get through the season. Um, and Stephen Nelson played majority of the season last year, so if those two can hold up, uh, and Anthony Harris and Rodney McLeod stay healthy, McLeod is trying to play Week One. His training camp status is uncertain. He's trying to make it back. Uh, it's a second ACL injury now, so he's trying to be careful. Um, but as long as they they stay rock solid behind him and you have Kavon Wallace at safety developing also, I think it'll it'll bode well for the secondary and cornerback especially. Absolutely. I'm excited. If Slade goes down, we're in trouble. But we're all in trouble if any, any cornerback <laughs> yeah. goes down. So if Jalen Ramsey goes down for the Rams, they're in trouble. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying like, the death behind the, the guys that we have scares me. We have That's a lot. It's just not a lot of – not a lot of proven. It's McPherson, yeah. it's Josiah Scott, it's Avante Maddox, it's Craig James, and then it's a bunch of names we never heard of before. So yeah, it scares me. Kavon Seymour, you know, we watched him get cooked all year. So. And oh, Jaquette. That Michael, Michael Jaquette. Jaquette. Now, see, Jaquette yeah. I enjoy because he was put in a very bad position in that Dallas game. There's no reason he should have been on Mari Cooper like 13 times. That, game. <laughs> that was no wild. I'll give you that. that. Yeah. He, had a, he had a good game in Arizona. He had a, pr- a productive game in Arizona. Um, he, he, he didn't, like, keep – Hopkins and check, but he ran with them for the most part. Um, and then Cooper just burned him to all hell in the Dallas game. But he that's a position he should have never been in. In a full offseason, I think he can be productive in a in a limited role. That's only the role, only role he should be in is a limited role. <laughs> right. Mm. Wow. Look at us getting the inside info from uh not inside. don't only. let people don't, don't <laughs> not inside. Don't don't spread that the inside out. scoop. <laughs> <laughs> Some uh, journalism man, going on man, not, right I now. To, I don't need my DMs on fire <laughs> about what I am and what I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, Ryan, man. you got anything else? Chris, you got anything else? Get your Q and A out the way now. I don't come on here too often. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not during the Eagle season. We'll be fun. Oh yeah. hell yeah, dude! But I mean, right now, I just want to say thanks to to Stumps and Danny for coming on, Vic for hopping in the last 15 yeah. minutes. To talk some birds. If you can see my electric bill is on. I don't know what Danny, what cave he was broadcasting from. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't <laughs> no. gonna say anything because he's our guest. But I was like, yo, Dan, and he was doing. Wi-Fi cut out. I was like, no electricity, no internet. You're just in the, you're in the third world country right now. <laughs> Sam, you should have cooked them. No, I didn't know. And then I was like, first oh, time so I've ever talked to him. Like, I see, hair, I see a silhouette. That's all. He's I a great sport. <laughs> Thanks for having us on, though. It was just fun. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Absolutely. This is great. We'll definitely do it again. This has been The Howl. Ryan. <laughs> this yeah. has been The Howl. Thank you very much for uh, for joining us today, Victor and uh, and Chris and Danny, even though he's not here right now. Make sure you guys follow both of them at Victor – or not at Victor, at this The Philly Pod. This is horrible. And <laughs> <laughs> shut up, man. At, at The Philly Pod and at Chris Stumps and uh, at T-L-Y Danny and at uh, the Liberty Yell. Is that, the, is that correct? Yes, sir. At the Liberty Yell. And then, of course, at Wolves Abroad ST, at and. Wolves, and, uh, you know, at, at the Liberty Line. Or uh, at no, Liberty if, Line. If we PH got out of here without that, I literally would never come on the show again. No, I said, and, of course, <laughs> at Liberty it. Line PHL, at Liberty Line PHL. Wide and Plank got a shout-out, Liberty Line. Wide Plank Floor Supply has, has been our sponsor since day one, so I don't know. What you, <laughs> that got that got slander in the chat. I didn't, I didn't if it's wide, it, it's okay. Yeah, they've got wide, it. They've got it. <laughs> And uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter at Sam Glavin06, at Ryan Conway76. Seamus G, close us down, buddy.